This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 68, and I'm James Eake. As an athlete, if you want to continuously improve, then you have to change up your training on a somewhat regular basis. But equally problematic, if you introduce too much stimulus and challenge too frequently, you're liable to get injured or burn out. In human biology, a similar process is referred to as allostasis which is an organism's capacity to take on stressors, quickly adapt to them, and return to a normal state. According to a 2005 paper in the Journal of Psychiatry and Neuroscience, if the mind-body system never has an opportunity to absorb the stress into an otherwise consistent and normal state, it falls into allostatic overload, or the wear and tear on the body and brain that results from being perpetually stressed out. But if the mind-body system never faces any challenges, it stagnates and breaks down. Since the book The Passion Paradox was published, no theme has garnered as much attention as this balance between order and disorder. The more feedback I get, the more I explore the work of writers in other domains, and the more I see how this concept can be beneficially applied not just to fitness and the human body, but to all areas of life. Ulid Chipchogi, the world record holder in the marathon, has said that only the disciplined in life are free. Though he is as much a celebrity as you'll find in running community, Chipchogi chooses to abide by a rigorous and predictable daily routine. Perhaps this is because if he were to release himself from the schedule, the infinite demands on his time and energy would undoubtedly detract from his laser-like focus on training. For Chipchogi, the stress of pushing for progress in running is so immense that the rest of his life needs to be kept quite steady. And yet, overstructuring your day can backfire. In a BuzzFeed essay titled, Why Are We Obsessed with Other People's Daily Habits? Susanna Schauler writes, My obsession with routine started to feel a bit like fad dieting. And in the same way that restrictive eating totally messes with how you see food, the quest to perfectly ritualize my work life was warping my relationship to time. Fowler's down-to-the-minute routine zapped her creativity and enjoyment of life. Total freedom to do whatever you want with your time with no clear goal can be a recipe for disaster, but so too can be overly rigid. In a recent story on online dating, the Atlantic's Derek Thompson quoted the 19th century Danish philosopher, Soren Kierkegaard, who called anxiety the dizziness of freedom. Kierkegaard, Thompson writes, wasn't slamming the door on modernity, so much as foreseeing its existential contradiction. All the forces of of maximal freedom are also forces of anxiety. Because anybody who feels obligated to select the ingredients of a perfect life from the infinite menu of options may feel lost in the infinitude. Exhibit A, online dating. Research shows that apps like Tinder have shattered conventional rules of romance 
such as meeting people in your local community or getting set up by friends or neighbors. What seems like online dating's biggest advantage, that there are no real rules and the choices are endless, may also be its biggest disadvantages. Few would argue against expanded choice, but too many choices can feel overwhelming. Consider ways to self-impose constraints, like creating rules to go on second dates when you might otherwise not have or attempt to meet more people in person locally. And most of all, don't get down on yourself in the process. What's more, according to the world-renowned psychologist Esther Perel, once you're in a relationship, you should balance the new, exciting, and erotic with the old, predictable, and ritual. Too many constraints aren't good, but neither are no restraints and constraints at all. It's tempting to dismiss older approaches to change as outdated and suboptimal. This is especially true today, as we are inundated with an endless stream of new diets, spiritual practices, fitness programs, productivity hacks, and on and on. Someone could literally try a new self-improvement method every day of the year. And this is problematic, writes the spiritual teacher Richard Rohr, because it leaves us the victim of too many options and the opinions themselves, or the options themselves, soon push us around and take control. Law and structure as fallible as they often are, put up some kind of limit to our infantile grandiosity. A little humility goes a long way. While completely accepting and surrendering to older approaches isn't a path to sustainable progress, neither is completely throwing them out or always reinventing everything. Ultimately, and unfortunately, writes Rohr, Our Western dualistic minds do not process paradoxes very well. But for most people in most pursuits, a balance between freedom and progress on the one hand and rules and patterns on the other leads to the best, most enduring outcomes. How to find allostasis. Pick an area of your life. Reflect on how you're currently pursuing it. Think about whether you have too much routine and too many constraints or too much freedom and chaos. Do you lean towards order or do you lean towards disorder? Attempt to bring these forces into an ebb and flow that feels right for you. And then check in every few weeks and evaluate your progress. How are you doing and how are you feeling? Cool. So this is from an article in Outside Magazine called Finding Balance in Life is Easier Than You Think. Hint, it's about introducing just the right amount of chaos. It was written by the author of Passion Paradox as well as Peak Performance, Brad Stolberg. This is a great article with more in it than you're going to realize on first blush. You might even want to rewind and listen to it again. You back? Good.
So training means you need freedom, but it means you need discipline. And discipline means you need to, ha- to be serious and to be committed. Now, as someone who's been doing this martial arts and fitness thing for going on 40 years, I can't tell you how many injects I've seen into the Good Idea Club. Some workout craze sweeps in and people will think it will improve their martial arts. I'm pretty sure you can think of a few things that people believe will improve their martial arts right now. You know what's going to improve your martial arts? Martial arts. (laughs) Some training device goes on sale and people think just the same, that it's going to make them superhuman. Some movie or some TV show makes makes martial arts Zed the flavor of the moment, and people think they should do it just because they saw it. As ridiculous as all this sounds, none of it's actually bad. Being open to new things and new ideas and all the rest of that, it's good for you. Heck, sometimes I need to remind myself just how many martial arts I've studied and how many more I could actually teach at my academy than I already do. And I do a lot. What I've come to understand, though, is that for most people, spreading themselves too thin doesn't lead to necessarily great things. It leads to burnout, it leads to injuries, and the stress of feeling stretched way too thin. Now, that doesn't mean I'm suggesting that you shouldn't try lots of things or be active and adventurous and open-minded. More, just be honest with yourself and what you can handle and what you need and what you can do. The reality is, is we're all different. None of you are like me. And guess what? I'm not like you. What I suggest... And I hate giving suggestions, but I guess that's what this podcast is about. But what I suggest all the time, especially to new people to training, is to figure out a schedule that works and they can actually follow. If you've never been to the gym in your life and you tell yourself you're going to start, but go to the gym every day for, I don't know, Let's say you're going to start a new diet and you're going to go to the gym every day for an hour. (laughs) That doesn't seem like such a big stretch. Chances are you'll have all the right intentions, but I'll tell you, you probably won't keep at it. Take a look at the gym at the beginning of January and then come back in February or March. The luster and appeal will lose its charm. Newness and excitement and you're going to feel down because of the fact that in no time you've reverted to all your old habits and the lure of the couch instead of the gym. Start your training with clear intentions, not some pie-in-the-sky idea. I'm going to go and I'm going to train for hours every day of the week. Don't choose some schedule you'll never be able to continue with and never something you'll bail on and feel like garbage for quitting. All of this is a balancing act. While you want to have a routine and schedule you can stick with, you need to make sure you are still being new, creative, and challenged. One of my teachers once said that when most people quit training, they might blame their teacher, usually, 
<laughs> or other students or various other things. But when the, it comes down to the truth, they're going to find that they failed themselves, if they're honest. They didn't have the creativity and drive to keep themselves engaged. They put everything on their teacher, their experience, and not enough on understanding that this is a long road that they're setting out on with hard work consistently over a long period of time. If you're new to training, set yourself a schedule and goals that you can keep. But challenge yourself. Make it fun. Make sure that whether you are new or have been at this for a while, keep things fresh, keep them fun, and keep them new. Like I say to my students all the time, if you aren't smiling and laughing when you're training, then something is wrong. Seriously. I don't know about the school that you're at, but at my school, people are constantly laughing. I like to think they're at my jokes, but not always. <laughs> You need to read, you need to research, and stop making excuses and get on the mats. Stick with it. Be disciplined. Don't become another statistic of failure or one of those people who tells everyone how they used to train. There's a rhythm to life if you look for it and a balance for yourself. Your training and the future you who is better, stronger, and better in every way but you have to try. You need to look. You need to take responsibility for your own life and your own successes and your failures and learn from them and keep going. But you have to get at it now because that's all you have. You only have now. So there you go. Allostasis. That's pretty cool. Good article. All right, let's go on to the question of the week. So, I hear all about these martial arts champions, but in terms of martial arts, what do you think a real champion is? Wow, that's actually a great question. Um, of course, there are some people who are actually champions who fought in competition and have bested everybody who they came across. The thing is that any day anyone can win or lose. It's that simple. It's no different than any basketball or hockey game. It's important, though, to know there is always someone out there way better than you are. So champ or not, be humble. And I know that's a weird thing to say these days. All I see is people with medals around their necks and things on websites it's kind of ridiculous if you think about it there's so many white and blue and purple belt world champions it's, it's pretty comical actually it's not that competition's wrong competition's great when it comes to competition you have to be careful that you don't believe in your own hype though that you don't fall into the trap that your ego is gonna lay for you my main teacher dan Inosanto told me a few times that it's important to realize that fighters give little back or build nothing in terms of community, but a teacher does. So for me, I look at martial arts as being about the growth of the individual 
and nurturing the idea of being a good friend to everyone and everything and to always be giving back for everything. Sometimes you're going to pass and sometimes you're going to fail. Maybe you're going to fail a lot. I fail all the time. But if every day at every chance we try to help, then we're, we're going to be on the path to being not champions in a ring, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But you want to be a champion of life. A champion never gives up. You get knocked down, pushed down, beat up, mistreated. Well, guess what? Get up and try. Push. Don't look back. What's behind you doesn't matter. What's right now does. What it can become for yourself and others does. So there you go. Be a champion of life. That medal you might have won matters for a minute or two. But the good you can do in the long run, the consistent trying and never giving up, helping others become the best they can be, being an inspiration by the way you live your life and the things that you do and the way that you learn and the way that you carry on and the way that you rebuild when everything falls apart. That matters far longer. So there you go. Be a champion. All right. And we're going to end it there. So thanks for listening again. I appreciate it. We're well into season two now. And we have a lot of people listening. And that makes me pretty happy. Um, if you like this podcast or any of them that we've done for that matter, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you can. And you will be a champion in my books. Did you see how I did that? Uh, the other thing you can do is support us through Patreon. We, I've started off a Patreon page. Um, it is slowly getting stuff on it. Um, if you don't know anything about me, I'll tell you right now. I am the kind of person that likes to actually live my life and not live in social media land. So <laughs> um, if you're trying to, you know, see me every three seconds somewhere, you're probably not. You're lucky enough that you got me here. Um, that said, after I say I suck at social media, I don't suck at it. I just think that it's not as important as some people want us to believe. I like living. I like seeing birds flying and sunshine and rain and getting on the mats and training and choking people out and being choked out. But if you want to see all that stuff on Instagram, guess what? You can. Uh, there's the page for my martial arts school. I don't have one for the Warriors Away podcast. Uh, I used to say yet, but probably never. I'm going to be honest. I already have one, and it is for the Eek Academy of Martial Arts in the lovely and beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. If you're ever in town, come out and train. We also have a Facebook page. Guess what? There is one for the Warriors Way podcast. You can find that the usual way that you find pages on Facebook. But you can also find the Eek Academy of Martial Arts Facebook page. And there's probably more stuff on there. 
Um, and that is about it. If you get a chance and you can, please write up a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast because I love when people do that and you will get a gold star from me, <laughs> at least in my heart. Um, and yeah, that, oh, then the Patreon page, it's, uh, if you go on there, you're going to find that there's not a heck of a lot there. That's because I just started the thing. Um, the intent with it is there's going to be a whole bunch of videos on there of me showing different martial arts stuff, maybe showing meditation stuff, you name it. The cool things that we talk about on Warriors Way podcast, it's going to be through there mostly, which is probably why I'm probably not going to have an Instagram page. I'm saying that, and who knows, next week I may, because that's kind of the guy I am. Anyways, with that all said, that's the commercial at the end of this thing. I hope you like the rest of the podcast. (laughs) The most important thing is get out there, have fun, train hard, and like I said, be a good friend. Do good things. When they ask you, would you like a bag with that? Say no. There's enough plastic bags in this world. And I think you know where I'm going with that. Let's make this world a better place for us being in it. Right? We can all learn to punch and kick and choke people out. But can you make this world better? I personally think that that's what the martial arts does to us. It makes us look at our lives with the expanded view. It's easy to hurt people. How about we help everything instead? That's an idea. And with that in mind, get out there, have fun, train hard, be a good friend, and do some good today. Thanks a lot.